<laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh my God. Look at that tall. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's Dan from the Top 10% Podcast. It is Friday, March 31st. And we're coming to you from headquarters today, just trying to get uh, everything rolling and get things back up and running, just like uh, we we were doing. We've been super busy, but uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that here shortly. So I've got Tribal on with me today, and uh, hopefully we have an interesting episode for you guys, kind of catch you up to speed. We've been kind of out of the mix with a whole bunch of things going on, but we're going to... We're going to open that door, tell you what we got and where we're at and uh, what's coming for turkey, where you're going to see us uh, also coming up in the fall for some deer stuff and probably touch on some land management and things of that nature as well. So stay tuned for another great episode. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast. It's Dan over here, and we're at headquarters, like I said, and uh, I got Tribal on here with me. We're going to kind of give you guys a little bit of uh we've been on some kind of hiatus, doing all kinds of craziness, and we figured we would bring you back up to speed. We're going to try and get more and more of these going again, and uh, just kind of get you guys back in the feel of, of the land management, the turkey, and a little bit of everything else we get going on here at quarters and you know obviously we're we're coyote never stops for us here but we're coming into the tail end of coyote for a lot of you listeners out there that aren't in Michigan but uh what else what else we got tribal we got a whole lot it's forever changing always changing mhm um we've had excellent uh, coyote season with um the introduction of iray and AGM mm-hmm. um, to our shelves, including Pulsar products. And we've had a very, very good year, and we're very well stocked right now. And been traveling, doing some consultations, and absolutely got decimated on ground. So picking up ground. Oh, yeah. Um, out of state ground was one of those years where got the phone call from Missouri, got the phone call from Kentucky, um, Indiana. So, boom, boom, boom. So, it's a clean slate starting out on new farms. Um, very fun. Um, but you get out there, grind, knocked on some doors and doing some things. Mm-hmm. Made some good connections in Indiana. We did. Um, even had a coyote hunt in Indiana with a great – Great friends of ours now. Um, Kyle Hunter, my son, has brought back Hunter on the Hunt. Hoth. Hoth. 
And they're in the flashback series right now. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Him and Jacob are a mirror image. Um, it's pretty fantastic, some of the quality they're bringing out. And we're actually getting the benefits of learning from them, too, in videography and cinematic stuff. And um, it's just it's just spreading like wildfire. We How do I say this? Now... You're looking at Hoth as Jacob and Kyle. Kyle and Jacob. Right. Both. Still top ten, but but just another well, division. Hoth. Yeah, Hoth. yeah. So we're putting like a whole you know, we're giving you a bunch of different angles. But yeah, I mean it is it is Hoth, Hunter on the Hunt. Hunter on the Hunt. And those two are are, are gonna excel. They're gonna do a tremendous stuff together and I couldn't be more proud of Kyle and um I like where they're going with oh, things. It's, it's, I mean, fan, it's fantastic. Um, he's been a big staple of top 10 and now he's guiding and not guiding hunts, but he's guiding with the sites that fit him really well. But yet he's in turn helping us grow as old men to the times. It's really, it's really an amazing thing that we got going. And now we've had, Jacob has come in and become Kyle's editor, producer, mm -hmm. and there was a run in the field. You think, oh, no, wh wh where were we at? Well, if you notice, we've picked right up where we left off, excelled, actually excelled. Yeah, you see a lot Jacob. of our video stuff dropping and yeah, Jacob, all of our reels and everything else, yeah. Right, Jacob has, has just did a little bit enough to talk some um, and, and get Dan – your host is now editing. Shh. The commander <laughs> who's back there twerking on on coffee right now. Coffee I see him right back now. There. He's coffee. chilling tonight. He's a little <laughs> bit slow. We're getting the end of Friday night, you know, and, and um, but he's a little bit slow. But we've had a tremendous week in archery. It's just like I don't even know what happened. I think I think people are starting to get right. They they want to kill birds with with archery their bows and yeah, archery equipment, which we love doing and we've been doing it for a while. But I think that's something that is really starting to catch on a little bit more. Gives these guys something else to do in the off season, and then, but, then you think I mean, about other things that been, they do. It's just been weird. It's as if I don't know. Like we've had an influence of thirty people come in. Yeah, um, all archery, yeah. all archery related, and then um, I not I haven't been able to put my finger on the pulse of where it came from. Um, but it's been a tremendous week and everybody knows I say it and over and over Jeremy is the best bow tech in Michigan hands down I could get a lot of other people tell me this one this one that one that one I've been been around I've done my, my share and our equipment is spot on and it's customer service mm -hmm. and he's done a great job but well, I mean, in his spare time, hold on. In okay. his spare time, <laughs> SuperTech has now brought into the editing world where if we just we just dropped an intro, mm -hmm. and that little intro was made by for turkeys by SuperTech. Now let's just back it up. Whoop. General mm -hmm. Joe Bartos, Bartos, Bartos. The Coyote God, Jay Flint, are both editing. 
Joe has been doing some for us, and we got a direction we want to take with the Coyote. Uh, we want to really shine some products. As a store, we want you to see all the products. As a media outlet, you're going to see a direction here pretty soon for our media crew. We're not going to let that out of the bag yet, but we're gonna, you're just going to see a direction as a media crew. Store is fair marketing for all three distributors and 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 you can come in put your hands on the product see the product test the product and compare the price points and all that mm -hmm. and um all just tremendous companies tremendous and um very thankful on that and now you're starting to see jay taking his young ones and, and building another direction with uh flint outdoors which is tremendous. It's a great opportunity for him and his daughters, um, Riley and Thomas. And they're, you know, Thomas is a little young, but he'll get into it. Jay mm -hmm. will make sure of that. So you're seeing the branches of the umbrella kind of going out. And that is very cool when it starts from the, the thumbprint. And then now you see the umbrellas going out. The umbrellas are going out. But we're going to tell you, Top Town is very strong, very oriented. And between me, Dan, Jeremy, Joe, we're going to continue to deliver exceptional content. We're going to get at them turkeys real soon. And, man, we're going to lay them down. We're going to get good content. Um, and we're going to put the products that we sell, we preach. Into play. Into play. And it's, um, it's exciting. And you're going to see... Well, I think it's going to Hoth doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to get not you're going to get a it's almost going to it turned into a little bit of a bonus. You know what I mean? Cuz you're going to get the stuff with with Kyle and, and Jacob on Hoth and then you're going to get the stuff that's coming from us and behind the scenes a little bit the the old man stuff, no pun intended in that, but the old man stuff that that you and I and and Jeremy we've all been talking about and and Jay and Joe as well, all the stuff that we're doing Sometimes we, sometimes we're a little much and we don't, we, we do a little extra at times or, you know, without, without getting crazy with that and, and add more to it. But I think the stuff that you're going to see is going to give you two different angles, but yet they're both going to be positive. You're going to see some of, um, some of that stuff that's really going to suck you in, uh, with the cinematics type stuff and the, in the vlog type com, you know, commentary and stuff that Kyle's doing with, with Hunter on the Hunt, with Hoth. I mean, I really like that style. Um, you're going to see some of that maybe even, you know, that's my style too. You're going to see some of that with me too, but, but nonetheless. The first video they dropped it. It was, just, it was good. It was dynamite. If you didn't see it, head over to Hunter on the Hunt. Yeah. Hit that YouTube. Yeah, you better subscribe. be at ours too. Don't, you know, don't forget. You better be on ours too. We and need watch, you on both. Watch that video. It is, it is, it is very, very good video. Um, Jacob. Did a great job with editing, and a lot of that filming was self-filmed. Kyle self-filmed, mm -hmm. and it's it's just a, it's just a giant 184 inch Michigan buck. Late, late, late into the season, muzzleloader last year. Nobody could kill. He went in there, not only kill, he put it on film. Right. Um. Just, just a, just a tremendous hunt. Hit yeah, that, it's a good story. Hit that subscribe button. Go see it. Yeah, you got to go see it. Um, they are on the same social media outlets as we are. They do have Instagram, 
they have the YouTube, they have a Facebook page as well, all of that running um, in that separate sector. So uh, get over there, see that. We'll get uh, when Kyle's, I think they're headed, they're headed out. I mean, we might as well spin into what's next. I mean, I think they're headed south somewhere and right to now. Georgia, Georgia now. Doing a lot of turkey drops. They've already got some of their footage done from um, pre-trips, uh, getting some of his farms ready. Oh, when he went south. Whitetail. Okay, yeah. Um, which so they they're they're going to be dropping they're going to be dropping a lot of content. Um, we're we're a few weeks out before we start turkey hunting, which would be uh, Kentucky. Uh, I'm less Tennessee. than that. I'm 15, 15 days. Yep, Tennessee, Michigan. Yep. I don't have a big turkey schedule. Um, no, we never do, but it turns into that. We go Ohio. We get Indiana. If we get, if we get there, oh, we got Indiana. We're definitely going to hunt Indiana. Get, um, we got Illinois. We got we got, <laughs> we got more new things. I don't know if we're going to get all that. I mean, it's there. It's an option. Um, I mean, we start we dropping have, birds. We'll, get, we'll just start traveling. You yeah, know we, we have, need the footage. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot, and um, we're putting a lot of attention and a lot of care into it. And then. It, um, Got a call from Joe Petty from Savage Outdoors. Our our website is looking good. We we had had it, and he's coming in there. And Savage is going to come in there from Cleveland. They're going to come in there and get that thing cleaned up and get the um get it to matching what we're doing on a daily content. And our e commerce is coming for the store. It's coming for yeah. Not- everything is going to be on that. They took a complete revamp on on everything and, and kind of listened to what you and I were looking for. That reminds me, I got to call him. But yeah, I mean, I think it took a whole. It's going to change that. It's going to give you a direct outlet to get to all of our media. Um, anything that's coming is going to trickle right in their lives. So you got basically one point instead of driving you guys to whether it's the podcast or whether it's Instagram or Facebook. There's so many social media outlets. Obviously, we want you to see our media on YouTube. We want you to come to Facebook to see what we have for headquarters with our products. We want you to see the new stuff and things that we're doing on top 10% hunting page on Facebook and Instagram. But when it makes it more sense to put all of that in a, in one basket, you know what I mean? So you can go to one fishbowl and you can see everything there. And that's going to give you all that. I'm going to, um, I need, I'm going to try and get them to put in some backdrop links so they can get to, uh, to Hoss stuff on there as well. That oh, way, absolutely. That absolutely. way we can put that down there and have that too. So you're kind of getting to see the, the, the final, not the final for say product of, but the growth of, Tree branches. Tree branches, absolutely. We, it, you know, the tree of life. And it's super, super exciting to see. I keep going back to it. Yeah, he's my son. But to see it branching, doing wedding venues, doing other stuff, th- 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 their, their eye is, is fantastic for that stuff. And they're going to make a good good job at that. And the content is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. We've, we're all we got a great company of hunters that fit each season. Jeremy lays down absolute amazing footage for turkey, and he puts his him his family, me, Kyle. If we ain't got a bird, Jeremy goes out calls, puts bird in our lap, and and we decide we're gonna shoot with a, 
info or, or that, it, you know, we got that. Then we got our deer side still covered between everything and Jeremy's still a great deer hunter, but between me and Dan, Jeremy, we're going to get it going. Hoth, they're going to do the same thing in every category on their own. They're a little bit of ambitious and a little bit younger. <laughs> so, and Jacob's presence is the, the key ingredient to take mm-hmm. that brand to another level and get Kyle to the point of where you can see everything so we don't miss everything because he's been self-filming so for so long. You miss a lot of the stuff that he's doing. Well, you're going to get the, the rest of the storyline, which is really hard to, you know, and anybody that's out there that's self-filmed or anything, you understand that there's moments with that self-filming that I don't care how many cameras that you put up. And you know you and I, we're going to forget a camera or six to turn on anyway. So we're going to get one, and it's going to be like the worst one that we could have had out of those six, and you're going to get half of something. And, and Now, granted, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious when I say that, but but as a whole, I think – having a full on cameraman. Yeah, and it gives us gonna, it gives us opportunity to do sure. some hunts together. Right. Uh me and Jeremy do some hunts together. You and Jeremy do some hunts together. Um get Joe on a deer. Right. Um you know, he, he puts a lot of effort. He put a look uh gotta give him a shout. Put a lot of work, a lot of effort to get the thermal business. I know. Yeah. I mean, it literally two companies pretty much called and said, "Hey, could you ask Joe? It's it's just amazing. He's at a level, you know, he knows enough about these thermals. Well, he's respected by and, the and brands. Right? They they literally want to see a little more, you know, hands on. What's your opinion on this? And the ergonomics of the scopes, he's on it. Um, see, Joe, I can't get the pronunciation right. <laughs> it is an act. If I want to, I'll turn it on and off at all times. That's that's a shout-out to you, Joe, Joe Joseph Bertos. See, you never know which way I'm going to go with it, but <laughs> the Rickyisms will always fly. I like to talk that way. It just keeps me out of trouble. So... <laughs> You don't know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. There's a lot of you know what I'm saying. There's too many. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. What are you a fucking census of my? You know what I'm saying. Sayings. Saying sayings. Yeah, that's a reference to Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> Saved my life when I um, chainsawed my knee open and had to sit at home after being in a coma after letting go in septic and Ugh. sit and watch that and. Um, Watch the whole series and 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 yeah, you know, it, it just pops up in my head because I I wanted to be other places, but you know had to get better. So that's where that all comes from, Joe. That that whole segment was for you, buddy. <laughs> so, and and Ed, if you're listening, you know to the horrors, take paying, tea paying, <laughs> I could get them right. I just like messing with you, buddy. Um. So yeah, we got we got a lot going on, and oh, back we, to the podcast. Yeah, me and Dan both one hundred percent. We get really, really like tied up at going, in, but we we we're gonna do a better job. 
We'll keep this rolling. If we don't have a guest, I just don't want to bring you a guest, and neither does Dan. And not to not to bash, not to say anything. We just nobody want. I, I mean, you really don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear the same thing. Past accomplishments, sure, and bragging. It's not a bragging board. We don't need to be bragging. We want to bring content, and we want to tell stories. And I think one of the best podcasts we had was my, one of our, our the last podcast where we had um little man, little man just mm-hmm. come in and he took over and he hostage the podcast and but that's but that's kind of why we moved we moved everything out here up front to do in headquarters when we're yeah. in town and you and I are sitting here somebody walks in the door we don't know who's gonna walk in the door and it's really easy to, to put them on another mic or do whatever we need to do and we might get a story we might get something funny who on knows Fridays. By five o'clock, mm-hmm. nobody's coming through the door. Right. Yeah, I know, right? Unless it's, they forgot it, something for Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah it, it's it's kind of like um, I should close at five on Fridays, um, but I don't. We run it to seven, but you could pretty much say on Friday night, five o'clock. Well, normally we're not doing. I'm not here normally I, I on know. Fridays I'll either. Just so. Use it tonight as an example. You're not. We're probably not going to have a soul walk through. Um, had a tremendous day again. Saw new people on archery today. Um, just amazing. I had so many new faces this week. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Um, yeah, just what just weird, real weird week. Um, but you're seeing the umbrella, the tree branches, and it brings back another one, Mr. Big Head, Todd Riley. <laughs> All right, you don't know Todd. We know Todd. Todd is a huge, huge part of the store. And he created the, you know, Midwest Predator page. Mm -hmm. And he's given it a division where it's honest opinions, nobody getting banned, doing this. So then that page has grown tremendously. He's about 5,000 now. Yeah, and um, Todd Todd is there for... Kyle, he's there for us, and you know, can't video worth a lick. Um, he will get his thumb in front of the lens, <laughs> but it is my goal, Jeremy's goal, to get out there with Todd and get him. Because if you can see the real Todd, then you can know why the door is always open for Todd. Great guy. Um, so, but I mean, it's, he fits our mold. That's, that's the big thing is like, you know what I mean? Like when he comes in here and sits down and it, you know what I mean? Everybody that's been in here and spent some time on one of those bar stools there over the other end at the South end there of the building, they understand what that means and what, what we do or what was, did I make that coffee too strong for you? Oh no, you found that no, peppermint at the that. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot it was in there. It looked like a melted turd. I was like, oh, oh hell God. no. <laughs> a peppermint in my coffee and I forgot it was in there from so the Dollar is, Central. This is what happens. This is this is the derailment of everything that goes on here and that's what, if you haven't been in the headquarters, I highly advise you to come in here and just spend you know, at least 20 minutes to 5 hours of your day hanging out with us and understanding yeah, that things a, are crazy. I got a new buddy, his name is Redbeard, he's been in here three times in one week. Right, well he's going to come back oh, after he our, back. our antics comes, today. Yeah, he's when he comes comes he's coming back after that he um but before i keep look yeah i mean i don't want to go on before i keep uh i know there's been some 
high demand for this in the past, and it is, uh, I see it sitting over there staring at me, is the mineral, our mineral blend. I know you can't put that out here in Michigan, but any of you guys that are going to your out-of-state farms and you need to pick that up. Indiana, Ohio. Indiana's legal right now. Yep. Any of those, uh, Kentucky, anything like that. If you're leaving and you're headed out-of-state to your farms and you need mineral, call us. Yeah, good Uh, call. Good call. I forgot. Because we have it. I just happen to be sitting here seeing it over in the corner, and I'm like, we normally, if you know, you know, it don't last long. And once we start dropping it... (laughs) I mean, we're, we're fresh out. So, uh, just a heads up for you guys. Um, I did put a batch out in Indiana. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We did. We didn't put a camera or nothing on it, but we did nope. put it down there. That might not be. I wonder if that's out of the way. I need to stop on my way south. Probably out of your way. I mean, I'm out of my way anyway. Yeah, it's going to be out of your Whether way. it's this it's way, way out of your way. This week or next it's not week. Happening. No, I know. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah, if if you understand, like, anything that, that about what we're saying is, like, obviously you got lots of tasks and things to do, and time is now a lot of guys like to get in these places, you know, heading to turkey hunt some of their leases out of state or whatever and, and drop their mineral. Get your mineral time. in, yeah. So. Go heavy. I'll get you a 1,000 pounds at a time. Yep. And if you need it, please call us in advance because we do not have 1,000-pound bunches at no. expense within – 48 hours. We need 48 hours. We can have it for you. Here's the other thing. If you're listening and you're back to listening, mm-hmm. subject matter. A lot of shows got their subject matter and they like to stick to the same subject matter. And, and we don't want to co- duplicate shows. There's a lot of good hosts out there making some shows, but then there's a lot of saturated podcasts. Uh, thought about doing when I don't have somebody and you're not available or I'm not available, we may even go live as we record a podcast. Probably going to do some of those more because I think I want to dump someone into YouTube too. Yeah, and it, it it's, we will, it, it, you know, if you're sitting there, but give us some content. If we do go live, help us schedule that live and, and be available and ask some questions. If you got some questions on stuff, if you want to get some questions to Jeremy on bowstrings, turkey hunting, um, uh, you know, like coming up, shoot, topics, 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 hit us up. Um, yeah, we'd rather give you stuff you want to hear and want to listen to as opposed to stuff that's saturated in this. The podcast, everybody thinks that they're a podcast host and everybody thinks they have a great podcast and they, they're doing whatever. Even us. I mean, our, pod, <laughs> our podcast is great and we do have great hosts. We are like nothing else for sure. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, I think that, I think there's one of those things that, that I, I would rather bring content that is useful or somebody can take, which we've heard that already in the past. People are like, Oh, well, we listen. I remember listening to this episode and it made me do this. And I harvested a deer that I would have never harvested if I didn't hear you guys talking about it or whatever. Okay. Then tell us more and we'll give you more. Right. right. You know what I mean? I mean, we, I don't, for for us, I, I want to talk about I, I don't know. I like hearing podcasts that have humor, stories. Raw topics I like the about stories. Where, yeah. where, 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 where the times and where we're at. We don't want to get into political. There's enough of that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to get into any of that stuff. We just want to stay on on. It's turkey season, coming off Kyle season. Kyle season is year round. Um. Talking guns, talking bows, 
you know, fishing. Fishing's right around the corner. Yeah, you're going to see some more of that. I actually, I think, and if you guys are interested in that, I might bring, I've got some people, I've got a handful of guys that I can bring on that I used to run around with, those of you that might know, um, that from my past ventures in the walleye, you know, and, and salmon side of things. But I've got some guys on uh, on my kind of back burner a little bit that I think we probably could bring in and, and do some fishing stuff. Um, I, I don't get out there and listen to a bunch of fishing podcasts, so if there's a bunch of those out there and, you know what I mean, if it's something that's boring and you guys don't want to hear, I, I'm sorry, but, like, I know that Erie and Detroit River are hot here in the month of April, so I could probably put together a couple good episodes of things for that uh, for you guys too. Um, and we'll go from there. You know, Steelhead's running. We just had a conversation about Steelhead. So, I mean, it's it's the time is now. So um, what else? What else we got going on? Let's talk about what we got coming fish, up. Fishing. Fishing, yeah. Fishing's huge. Um, we don't do a whole lot of fishing. I like to fish. No, we're going to do more of that. But we're, um, I'm going to make sure you get some more time on the boat. Yeah, I mean, we're no... It's just fun. Fishing's fun. Um, maybe in the future, the store could take that route a little bit of getting some more fishing products in. Um, but we're really concentrating on 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 service. That is where we're emphasizing things on the archery service, the gun service, and you know, keeping your equipment growing really well. Uh, food plot season. Food plot season is upon us. Mm-hmm. Do want to have everybody put a big shout out to the Seed King, Dale. Give him some prayers. Give him some love. He's been going through some bad stuff right now. And, um, you know, it's out there. Yep. Dale's a good friend of ours. And, um, you know, he needs prayers. So everybody listening, put 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 the Seed King in your prayers and, and tell him to get up off his but and get things together so we could have them back out there. Um, you know, but in the meantime, if you got any questions on food plot, you need some seed, you need anything, give us a shout. Mm-hmm. We'll get you the stuff, we'll get you the information, and we can even install it. Um, still do that stuff. We're out there. We got a lot of that going on. We don't brag about it. We don't talk about it. We do it, and we've been very busy with it, but we still have room, and we we could we have more than enough aspects to get your stuff done if you need it done. Yeah. Um, you know, we've opened that division up to where that division speaks for itself, and we don't even have to we don't even have to promote it, right? But when we're doing a podcast, we might as well promote it. And, yeah, um, we just touch on everything that we do anyway, but. Right. Yeah, as a whole. I mean, the land management side, that's if you need something done. I mean, there's some things that you should be doing right now. There really is. There's some things that you should be out there doing. Absolutely. I mean, Kyle did it down in southern Indiana. They just put another video out. Mm -hmm. Went out there. Yeah, they sprayed a little bit. They got it down. It grows like wildfire in that area. Kentucky and all that. Mm -hmm. It grows like wildfire. They want to maintain that control because he's going to go with corn. He got the lime in there, and he's, he's not a farmer. He's a deer hunter. So, right. I mean, we know what to do. We know how to do it from all aspects. Um, you know, timber management, been doing that a lot. Yeah. I try to stay away from the chainsaws as I get up in my age a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting old. 
older. Um, yeah, but that's just that's just safety. You know, you, we just got to be conscientious to that. Sometimes we still we ran. Yeah, we ran a lot crazier before. You ran. I mean, even before I was on board, you guys ran like crazy, like mad, doing stuff like that. So you were rushing through things that you probably should have took some more I just time. I ain't like, got the same. You don't pay attention. Oh no! I ain't never. I only had one incident <laughs> with the chainsaw. With the chainsaw, and that was not on a job. That was well, purely in the backyard, only. and it was just a, it was just a it was direction. A fluke deal, right? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. And it and it, it damn near cost me my life. When I'm on a job and I'm running a chainsaw, we used to pile some stuff down and do a lot of stuff and get it going really, really fast. Not without using safety measures, though. Oh, yeah, we used all the safety measures. I just am not going to go out and run a chainsaw for eight hours. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I I can do it. I don't want to do it. Right. Um, But we have the guys that will do it, and we give them the direction to do it. Mm -hmm. And... Some of the time I'm going to have to do it, and I have done it already this year. But it's about the branches, the branches, the branches, the branches, and, and it's it's at some point or another you got to just realize you ain't a spring chicken no more, and you ain't going to go out there and right and 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 hinge cut and clear cut, not clear cut. It's a little different. And, You're and, sitting down on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's got skiddy work, I'm pretty much going to push everybody out of the way and get in that seat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, that's that's one thing that's so true. If we have a skid steer on site, land clearing you don't get to and run Dan's, Dan's already seen it firsthand. I roll that joker by myself with myself and dart to dart. Yeah. But you got to remember, that's me on my ass just operating my fingers and my feet. Um, we ha- we're we're fully capable of that. That that part's not, yeah. not an issue. It's you know we know that we can get that done. And if if you thought that we couldn't, then you probably should tune back into our YouTube stuff from last year and take a peek at that. Yeah, we. But to be honest with you, we've been so busy. Right. You almost got to say, all right, well, hold up a little bit. We're caught back up. Got things rolling in the direction we need. Skits are works getting wrapped up. We're ready for more. Mm-hmm. But you just got to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. So, word of mouth, we've we we really extended into the south, um, and ended up being called upon a little bit more than I wanted to be. But it's, it's a good problem to have. Good problem to have. Exactly. In our relationship, you know, our our spectrum of relationships has, you know what I mean, it's kind of spread out. So now we've got people everywhere as opposed to, you know, in our, just in our core area or people that knew about us. And What's Je- Jeremy, what are you doing? Need to jump in. I got to pee. <laughs> yeah, I had coffee. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of coffee. I'm going to have Jeremy jump in for me for a minute. We're going to uh, talk about, yeah. I'll turkey br- hunt. We'll talk about turkey. Talk about yeah, we're going to talk head. about some turkey, and we're going to talk about the bullhead real quick. Not to get confused with the bull shark gray we just introduced. Yeah, that's gone already. It's gone. I have another one. But I think I'm going to build it in carbon fiber again. I think so. And that thing got a lot 
Yeah, that color is sweet, sweet, sweet. But I'm gonna have Jeremy Hawes, Super Tech. Uh, I think the word guy found out. Found out. I think that was our problem. That self-proclaimed champion of the United States, Jeremy Hawes. Let me jump in here for Archer Tech. You're muted. Nobody can hear you now. You're muted. You did mute me. I did mute you. <laughs> the squeakiness of the mic. So we're gonna get give him time to to get set down for a second and get Jeremy in here once he gets mic'd up. Let me know when you're ready, Jeremy. And good enough. Good enough. So welcome on, Jeremy. We haven't had you on in a long time. Yeah, it's been God, a minute. It's been a while. So, let's just start for right out of the gate with archery stuff for turkey. Jeremy is well-versed in turkey, not just with archery, but everything, all weapons alike. But nonetheless, let's talk about something that Jeremy takes kind of uh, very passionately is the Magnus Bullhead. Jeremy's had a lot of experience with that, along with many other... uh, turkey tips and uh archery turkey killing devices <laughs> and uh so tell me why obviously you prefer the bullhead and then let's go into a little bit of what it requires with that thing and if somebody wants to shoot it what they should do and why they should come here and see you about it yeah man definitely they're uh turkey smashers for sure i've been using them for a better part of 10 years i shoot after i start bow hunting turkeys i got rid of the shotgun mm-hmm. flat out i like having that uh, up close uh archery smackdown, if you want to call it that with them uh it uh, came from pretty much i got tired chasing birds down you know sure um you run to the bullhead it pretty much kills them right on contact or you miss clean yeah and, and that kind of there's a little bit to be said with that like i i've shot a lot of birds with archery equipment over the years using standard just the same broadheads that I was killing whitetails with and that particular style does stop them in them track well let me if you hit them yeah then it stops them in their tracks and that kind of goes into the tuning side we'll get into in a minute but uh why why did you go that route Jeremy with the Magnus as opposed to at the time, there was other ones on the market, I believe. I don't think they're on the market anymore, but there was. To me, it come down to a uh, company standpoint and the reps that they had. Uh, I met uh, Derek Craig out of Ashley, Indiana, who is uh, part of Magnus. And uh, that guy got me right into it. Uh, gears are running. You know, I've seen some of his videos that he was putting out. I'm like, man, I got to try this. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it was born out of there. And then my first season out... Um, I put my first bird down with the Magnus Bullhead uh, right on the spot, and it was, yeah, there was no stopping after that. The shotgun got sold, and mm-hmm. I haven't picked one up since. Nice. Very nice. So let's talk a little bit about it. If nobody's seen the Bullhead before, I mean, obviously we're looking at them and we see them day in and day out. Let's talk about the design, kind of like a, a easiest way to describe it, airplane prop. 
Yeah, airplane, airplane prop pretty much there. Um, you know, you've got your 100 grain and 125 bullheads. Um, I think they're, uh, what is it, two and a half or two and three quarter and three so. and three quarters, yeah. something like that in uh, diameter. Yeah, these are what, two and three quarters I'm looking at in front of me. Yeah, I, I believe think right so. Um, speak up a little bit. What? Speak up a little bit. Oh, sorry. I. Your mom Tribals. Yeah, he's over here. Trying <laughs> he's to over film here filming us on. I'm sure we're on Facebook yeah, Live right now, probably. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. So that's fine. Where were we? Where we got interrupted? <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're just talking about the sizes and the design of of the bullhead and what we're looking at. So, again, two and three quarters and three and a quarter or three and a half, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, that part's irrelevant. Big enough to knock a turkey off its feet. Right, right. Period. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I started using the, the 100 grainers myself personally because I can run them out of my daughter's crossbow. Okay. Um, so those uh, fit a crossbow very well. We've tested them out of, uh, you know, out of a raven at 400 feet a second. Not not a problem. You know, right. It's uh, zipping them right out there, you know, 20 yards with ease. Um, That's not having, and we'll get into this a little bit more too because I'm going to ask you about that as far as changing fletchings and things like that for, for shooting them out of a, a standard compound or, you know, recurve or anything like that, you definitely want to go to a different style fletching. But I don't think we need that on a crossbow. Is that correct? You can still run the three veins? Uh, I still like to run a little bit longer or larger vein Larger on vein, running a four-inch vein. No. It, unfortunately, some of these crossbows, you have to run a smaller vein. Um, I haven't run into any major issues yet. My daughter's crossbow, she's running an Excalibur. Uh, I think it's a Microax 340, you know, so it's not a super fast crossbow, but we're running uh, quills that are 18-inch bold. Which you're still shooting roughly 325, 350 yeah, right feet there. per second? Yeah. Okay. But uh, she hasn't had a lick of issues with them. I had another gentleman that was running a Raven off a standard Raven bolt and was doing very well with them. You know, if if I can, you know, refletch there and get a little bit longer fletching on there, fur feathers, but crossbows, it's not real. Okay. There. Okay. Um, out of, you know, our regular compounds, um, you definitely got to get a stiffer arrow with those. You can't just, you know... I'm going to run my 340s. It's going to be great. I'm going to run my blazer veins. It's going to be great. That's, that was the biggest misconception. Guys are complaining that these things, hey, these things, they can fly in right. They're going all over the place. Well, one, we're going to check the spine here. We need to make sure you're not getting as much flex as you normally would right. with your typical broadhead because you don't want that. Well, it flies yeah. like a wet noodle. Thing, exactly. Because you know I mean? you know, you've got, got so much weight out front. And even that, it's, it's, you've got a big set of airplane wings up front. You don't have any stability. So you want to get that flex out of that arrow, mm-hmm. and then you're going to add something that's going to stabilize those airplane wings out front. So mm-hmm. you're generally going to run a four-fletch configuration. With uh, generally, it's going to be feathers, and they're at least going to be four inches. Okay. Okay. And, and I mean, I think, it, honestly, like, Tribal's running us on Facebook Live. If you guys haven't got on there right now, you you know, you can kind of see what we're talking about. Or if you're listening to this after the fact, you can always go back to our Facebook and pull up the live and, and skim through and see what these bullheads look like. Um, Tribal, before you shut down on the Facebook Live, will you go over there and film those packages? Also, the way that you can carry them with the special holster in the um, in the quiver as well. Yep, the broad-headed. Or yeah. The- the bullhead adapters. The bullhead adapters yep. that go in there. Um, so he's going to walk over there and show you guys that too. But so with that, with that said, we could go, we could go into the extensive tuning, but there really isn't much. I know when you and I did mine, there was minor adjustment on my Hoy to be able to shoot those other than just, we just build a couple custom arrows that were built specifically for those so that I can just keep them, which is what we do anyway, just because... 
obviously we have that ability, but, and, and I would, I would recommend that if you're going to go to these and you're, I would recommend somebody coming in and buying three arrows to match a pack, have you build a package out for them. And we've probably got whatever we need here and, and we can make you way more efficient with these as opposed to you going out there and screwing one on an arrow that you've already got in your quiver and being really frustrated. Yeah. And that comes back to the quality and the, the customer service here at the shop. You know, it's, I've, I've done this long enough that I can take a customer, build them a set of arrows and we've, we've got the targets right here in the range. I'm taking you over there and we're getting you dialed in and being confident with the equipment that you're running. Yeah. Because it's a different, it's a different target to begin with because you're shooting into a bag target and there's a whole, I mean, they run, you know, and Derek does a good job of shooting footage and, and putting that out there as well for Magnus. But, and they have all that stuff on their, their channels as well. But I mean, I think you, you can, you can see the stuff that we do and, and being able to plug that in and get that hands-on experience and get those guys to, um, to sit down in a chair and actually feel comfortable. How do you hunt? Well, I hunt from a blind or, you know, most of the time you're going to be seated in a chair. So we give them that opportunity to shoot and then we can tune the bow appropriately if there is anything that needs to be done or the arrow vice versa and, and go from there. Um, but I think it's uh, it's a good thing, uh, effective because I'm sure everybody's wondering effective range roughly. I know that depends on the equipment some, but I mean, the closer the better. We love them, but <laughs> yeah, I like to have them in my lap. You know, decoy placement. I you know I, I set up the uh, the love triangle. You know, I've got mm-hmm. two hens that are you know probably five yards apart, um, three yards out from the blind, and yep. then my Jake decoy is always at six to seven yards out facing the blind. So a lot of times them toms will draw in and they, come, f- into they come right into that jake and they fan right in front of it, which a lot of times is going to give you time to get drawn back in the blind, get settled, wait mm-hmm. for that right moment. You know, toms, you know, they'll move and they'll stop. They'll, they'll give you that split second and just yep. bust them. Yeah, and, and ideally you're not shooting a bird in full strut most of the time. You need that head up. I mean, depending on the optimal angle or certain thing, you yeah, can. It, it but it just depends on the feel of the bird. If he ain't going to come out of strut, I just wait for that side shot. Yep. You know, I'm never yep. trying to punch him face on, I, you know, because, my golly, if it does go through, you do get that head lop, you know, that full mm-hmm. decap. It's going to go right into your fan, knock the fan. So I like to get a side, you know, yeah, side profile shot for sure. Again, we'll, and we'll spin into that a little bit. It is, it is a decapitation uh, head, so... Yeah, it can be it, it can be alarming at first if you, <laughs> if you have little ones with you and they're not ready. I mean, mine love it. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's you know. But if you have them and they're not ready for that, it's a little bit um, it's alarming at first if they're not not prepared for that. Yeah, so, if it's something you're not used to, you know, usually shotgun you drop them and you don't get that big. They're just peppered at that point. Yeah, when not. you when you start using a, a decap broadhead, it's it's a little bit different because it's just. <laughs> watch some of our videos you'll see it right well and there's not the the other thing too is is your margin of error obviously like jeremy said bringing bringing the birds into your lap and actually getting into that comfort zone inside of that range that you like i mean you're gonna see why because you want them close you you don't have much margin to miss at all <laughs> no and that's well with these bullheads that's that's where that margin to miss is actually you know extended i mean these are mm-hmm. large had decap broadhead. I mean, it's it, uh, you can miss. I've done it. I've done it uh, last year. 
hit six yards. I have no idea how I did it, but I did it. Uh, and I was able to quickly redeem myself, got another sure. arrow out. And the, the birds didn't spook real heavy. They ran off 10 yards and then came right back in full strut. And I was able to pull it off. And I think it was two years prior to that, I, I missed about the same scenario again. They ran off, came right back. Um, there's many years we've doubled up out of the blind shooting bows with the, with the bullheads too. Well, and I think I think that's the bow gives you even, you know, the game is used to hearing some sort of noises and whatnot. But if you can take any of that access, I mean, if you miss with a shotgun, you might as well. Odds are pretty good that you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty much done for that set. Uh, but uh, if you've seen it again, we had uh, Cameron Silk, and I think it was last year, year before last, they they pulled off a triple. They had four, four mm-hmm. or five long beards come in. Yeah, that was three last year. On line. O- it was on opening day last that, year. That was pretty cool to watch. You know, all three of them right there from the blind, bang, 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 pulled it off. So I mean, yeah, they shot a double, and then the one bird come back. Which you know, on occasion you do get that, but it's a little, a little more uh, user friendly if you do happen to to miss one. Yeah, yeah, with the, the, yeah, with the archery equipment, it's you know it's quiet. They don't know what's going on. They just you hear that pop, and and if you miss, generally they're they're just going to turn right around, come right back in there. I mean, they're already aggressive when they come in, so sure. it, it definitely helps. Well, all right, so let's see. So that covers that part pretty good as far as what um, roughly they're three packs, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, hundred, hundred twenty fives. Um, they do have the adapters for the for the uh, for the quiver to put them into because they uh, if you didn't have those it would be a pain to carry one you'd be carrying it in your hand. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we're missing on those that we need to that we need to touch on. Uh, not uh, not really. That's not, pretty. I'm right off the top of my head. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else you could think of, Travel? I see you walking in. I mean, as far as touching on with those bullheads that we want to. Um, obviously, you need to make sure your bow's tuned right out of the gate. It will amplify. Just bring it here. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That's we were already there, but I'm getting there. So yeah, I can say from this this standpoint, you know, my bow's tuned from last year. Okay, I, I'm driving tax with field points. I can turn around, run my broadheads, driving tax out to sixty with that. Picked mm-hmm. up my bullheads the other day and driving tax at twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. There there's no difference between going to my field points, my broadheads to no. my bullheads. No, not at that 20-yard mark. Because the bow is well-tuned, and, you know, you're, you're only going to shoot as well as your tune is. Right. But that's the problem is a lot of people, you know, this is this week's been this back into whitetail season or whatever season you want, whether you're going to tack or you're going to kill bucks in Kansas or whatever your t- turkeys in, you know, your grandma's backyard, whatever you're trying to do. If you don't have tuned equipment and you're not familiar with your equipment, failure is on your side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... And, and again, we say this all the time, but get in here before the rush gets here. I mean, we're what twenty days away from our turkey season here in Michigan, ish. This week was a rush, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like we need that. You know what I mean? They need to get in here now, and keep that keep that going as opposed to waiting till whenever to bring their bow in here. And you know what I mean? You need strings done. You need things like that. Do it when you don't have to wait you know, other than just for the product. And, and most of the time we've, we've got a lot of that stuff right now and I think we can really accommodate mm-hmm. you, but, but it just depends on, on to what level, you know, the, the, you know, of what hey, you need or what tuning. He's fucking quiet over there, Baroni. <laughs> Customer getting harassed on the podcast. <laughs> so what, uh, what else? Anything else you could add to turkey season coming up? Anything else, turkey, that we need to talk about, Jeremy? Anything else that people should be doing right now you think of they should be coming to see you here at headquarters? Or? No, it's time to start scouting birds, mm-hmm. putting them to bed and 
just getting them patterned. Yeah, I think this this wet weather, they love this wet weather, but I think they're actually, uh, they're starting to really kind of bunch up a little bit. I seen, I think it was Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning I seen a flock of birds. There was like three hens, and I seen a handful of toms. The, they were doing their best. They were doing the the infamous, we're going to try and get close on the circle, but they mm-hmm. wasn't nothing having it. So, But it's good to see birds down and in the field. You know yeah. what I mean? It's It's weird because... You go so long, and all of a sudden, you like you see birds on occasion. You'll pass them, and they're like feeding through a cornfield or something. But not to. It's good to see them in the field, and they start strutting. And in that morning yeah, sun, it makes you feel like time. Gets you excited. Well, it makes you feel. You know that you know spring is here. You know yep. when you see that. So that's a that's always a good sign. So, um, anything. Well, I'll pick your brain a little bit. You're kind of our our resident turkey guru. What. What is something, if somebody was to ask you, what is the number one thing, or maybe give me the top three things that you think are the most advantageous in you harvesting a bird? Patience would be number one. Okay. Patience kills turkeys. Um, those who've hunted turkey long enough know it can be the easiest sport or worse than chasing a, a monster buck. Um, you know, I've gone seasons birdless uh, uh-huh. we've uh-huh. all been there i know we struggle we we grind every, every i hunted four states last year and didn't kill a bird <laughs> and you know some days they'll they'll hammer at everything you throw at them other days they're tight-lipped some days they hang up at 60 70 yards they won't commit you know so it can be the easiest most fresh frustrating thing so patience is the number, number one. one thing okay um and preparation, you know, it's that, that comes down to scouting, putting them to bed, figuring out where they're they're running mid morning, you know, in the afternoons, figuring out where they're roosting. Um, threes, and I guess just get out and shoot, practice, get, get to practice in. Hmm. Okay, that's a good. That's good. Three. You know, what's funny is you say you say, and I like to ask people things like that anyway. Um, because it's it's like you sit down and whether you're sitting in a bar or you're sitting wherever you're sitting and you're talking to people and you're having a conversation and they're like well what what was what was the reason you you harvested that buck or what was the reason that you you know and some people they point out the things oh well it was it was you know Billy Bob's you know biggest baddest grunt call that I ever had and, well, and that's kind of goes back to what Scott and I were saying in the beginning we're not here to stroke you or brag on this podcast we're here to help you and tell you the things that are really what puts stuff in the back of our truck. Same thing with coyotes. Mm-hmm. If you go out there and you're not prepared or, you, you know, same thing with big deer. You know what I mean? There's so much to be said about those things. And I think you can take all three of those and you can put them in the, you know, if you don't have birds, you're not going to kill any. If you don't have patience for when those birds are there, they're not going to get to you. And if you don't practice when they do get there, you're going to fail. So put that into play any season you want. <laughs> You know, and, and then go from there. So, I mean, I think it's uh, that's good information. You know, you hear these guys say, oh, you got to be able to, you got to run a mouth call and it's got to be custom whatever. You can, No, I don't think you need that. I don't think, I think anybody, you and I both can probably attest to times that we've killed birds with a lot less in our oh, pocket yeah, than definitely. what we should have had. And we knew there was birds there and we had maybe one single you know, one single pot call laying in the in the glove box of the truck, and that's what we went and we harvested a bird off of. Um, you know, and I do recall one time with a I had a, a diaphragm call in the in the top of the the visor in my truck, and for whatever reason, I had grabbed gun case and shells, 
and I didn't have a vest. And I remember going, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And that was the only call that I had. Otherwise, I was making mouth calls, and I, I remember I did get a bird, and that's that's been years and years and years ago. But And that was long before I had stopped turkey hunting for a while. But it just goes to say, you know what I mean, if you don't have the birds and you don't, you're not prepared – Mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna lose out in that situation so but um well that's it well it's good to have jeremy back on with us um obviously jeremy's here all the time uh anytime you need something uh give a call up to the shop or come on in and see him uh, we're gonna try and do our best to get him in the field more as scott and i were talking about that earlier um but uh, i don't know if we're in need we get customers in here now like scott scott jinxed us and he said we don't get any customers after five o'clock on fridays so I knew that was coming. It's just Vinny. I know. So, um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I mean, we're going to wind it down anyway. We're approaching that hour mark. So either way, guys, stay tuned for everything that's coming. Um, like I said uh, early on, um, you know, check out those bullheads from Magnus. Uh, look at their their stuff. Look at our YouTube. You can see them in action. Um, check out Hoth, Hunter on the Hunt with Kyle and Jacob stuff. Um, you know, you I, I have a... You know, we'll give a shameless plug here at the end to those people that don't know. Um, and if you made it this far, if you haven't checked out, I also have an apparel company, Antlers 365. You might as well check that out as well. Um, if you get questions on anything that we're doing, you need mineral, you need any of that stuff, reach out to us here at headquarters. Other than that, stay tuned for the next one. You guys have a good one. Good luck out there when you get in the field. <laughs>